Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. They say the shorter our time, the greater our capacity for waiting. The venerable Fulton Sheen said, Patience is power. Patience is not an absence of action. Rather, it is timing. It waits on the right time to act, for the right principles, and in the right way. However, I have noticed that the people who are late are often so much jollier than the people who have to wait for them. McGuffey readers were commonly used from 1836 up until the 1960s to teach reading in our schools, but eventually the schools phased them out. Anything regarding the Christian religion or ideas like the inevitability of death had to be stricken from the classroom. However, there was a little verse from the McGuffey reader that children were often challenged to memorize. It went like this. The fisher who draws in his net too soon won't have any fish to sell. The child who shuts up his book too soon won't learn any lesson well. If you would have your learning stay, be patient. Don't learn too fast. For the man who travels a mile each day may get round the world at last. The idea of waiting, being able to wait, developing patience, those are lost arts. Yet are we not all, at times, in our trials and many errors, a comeback waiting to happen? Do we resign and say, perhaps the beast we eventually have become has grown tired of waiting to see us once again beautiful and brave? Winston Churchill wrote his famous broadcast to the people of Britain, We Shall Fight saying there never has been, I suppose, in all the world, in all the history of war, such an opportunity for youth. The Knights of the Round Table, the Crusaders, all fall back into the past, not only distant but prosaic, these young men going forth every morn to guard their native land. And all that we stand for, holding in their hands these instruments of colossal shattering power, of whom it may be said, that every morn brought forth a noble chance, and every chance brought forth a noble night. And why can't we say on this day, this present day in the 21st century, that this is the story of the present church? One should always consider the people around him, the ecclesia who have helped him prepare, waiting patiently with him while he did so. After all, isn't the man getting ready to launch into space, just sitting on an incredible explosion waiting to happen? But isn't a young man without ambition just an old man waiting to be? And isn't the pessimist someone who sits in their corner of the forest waiting for it to rain? Sometimes we miss the mark altogether, only hearing what we want to hear. We initiate action while lacking the patience required to hear the full story God is trying to tell us. And of course, there is the story of a very patient people, and their story begins long, long ago. There were roughly 2,000 years between Adam and Noah, and this tribe of patient people were not yet identified. Yet roughly some 1,200 years after the flood, the patriarch Abram appears on the scene, and God chooses Abraham's descendants through his wife Sarah to be this chosen people. About 720 more years later, we hear of the story of Moses and the Exodus. Then another 740 years after the Exodus, we come to the prophet Daniel. 
And the ninth chapter of the book of Daniel contains one of the most important prophecies in the Old Testament. It predicts when the Messiah would appear in the world. According to the prophecy of Daniel given to him by the archangel Gabriel, the coming of the Messiah is calculated to occur in the year 32 AD. Some 600 years later after Daniel, during the Passover, in the year 32 AD, that same Messiah, Jesus, who is called the Christ, was killed in a violent death by crucifixion. And over 500 people saw him after he rose from the dead. This fact is written about by eyewitnesses in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. So all of this being said, it was a long, long wait. And though these chosen people listened to the full story a long, long time ago, they became impatient and drifted from the truth. Ernest Hemingway, in writing his shortest of short stories, tells the tale of a father of a nine-year-old boy named Schatz, who falls ill with the flu. He tells his father he has a headache, and when his father fills the boy's forehead, it's clear he has a fever. The doctor comes to examine the boy and tells him that his temperature is 102 degrees. However, the boy mistakenly thinks the doctor means 102 degrees Celsius, rather than 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Believing that his temperature is much higher than it is, the boy becomes convinced he is going to die from the illness. The father who narrates the story doesn't realize that the boy has this misconception or that he believes he is approaching imminent death. Although the boy is acting very aloof, the father simply ascribes his son's strange behavior to the illness. The father tries to read from Howard Pyle's Book of Pirates to keep his son entertained on his sickbed. But the boy doesn't seem to care, nor does he seem to be listening. So the father decides to go out with his dog for a walk. Taking his shotgun along, he shoots a few quail and is quite pleased. But when the father finally returns and talks to his son, he suddenly realizes his son's giant mistake. The father then explains the truth to him. And finally, the son feels relieved and begins to recover. It's worth remembering that Hemingway himself had been a young man when the Spanish flu pandemic killed millions of people around the world. Although the case of the flu, which the boy suffers from, was much less severe and clearly non-lethal. One wonders whether Hemingway's thoughts in this story were more about the failures contrived from unfounded thoughts and fears brought on by impatient people. We are reminded at this time of year, which we call Advent, about having the power of patience, that it's about right principles and timing, waiting, not closing our book too fast, or pulling in our nets too soon. For both young and old wait, as if on a launching pad for Christmas morning, for that incredible burst of joy, Christ has come, and we receive the King. We are reminded in the book of Hebrews, for you have need of endurance so that you may do the will of God and receive what is promised. Therefore, we are called not to live upon unfounded fears as impatient people, because all that we hope for, Mary was holding in her hands, this babe of colossal and shattering power, 
wrapped in simple cloth, resting among the animals in a stone cave. Among them were the shepherds of the field. Nothing could have been lower born of man or beast. Yet the babe among them had a right arm so strong. Even all the angels of heaven bowed in homage. He, of whom it now may be said for all of us, that every morn brings forth a noble chance, and every chance brings forth within us a noble night. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all, and Merry Christmas. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>